Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Your trust is in God. You are understanding that spiritual forces are more powerful than natural forces. And I know this is a challenge for some of you because as a result of, of being in this world, in this fallen world, praise God, and this fallen world is really flipped upside down. I, I shared with you before what the world considers strength is actually weakness. You see, the world thinks that strength is found in, in self-effort. Well, that's, a, that's a, a person who just relies on his own self-effort. A person only re- relies on, on physical might or physical strength. That's the weakest dude on the block, guys. I mean, that's weakness, is he? True strength is found in, in you, you trusting in, in God, you trusting in what you can't see with your senses, but you standing on what his word says That is true strength, true power, is found in trusting in Him. You see, look at uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verses 6 through 8. 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verses 6 through 8. What I want to drive home today, guys, is I want you to understand that what you have in God though you can't see him through your physical senses, I want you to understand, I want the scripture to be so real to you, he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. The spiritual power that is available to me through my relationship with God is so much greater than natural power, natural forces. I want you to have confidence in God. Is what I'm saying. I want you to have confidence in God. If you're with someone, turn to them and say, have confidence in God. Have confidence in God. Turn to them and say, you can trust your your unseen partner. Your unseen partner's got this covered. No matter what's going on in your life, it may look impossible in the natural. Well, may I remind you, friends, you serve a supernatural God. You serve a God who is not limited by the natural realm. You serve a God who is more powerful than any natural forces or even spiritual forces that are against you. You see... And so I want you to have that confidence today. Now, here in uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 6, this is an account of, um, of uh, Hezekiah. And they were up against the uh, king of Assyria. So there was the Assyrian army coming against them. And so they were uh, facing some pretty, uh, some pretty uh, powerful forces. Amen. Some, some pretty powerful forces. And I want, I want, you, to, um, I want you to see what, what King Hezekiah said here, which is really awesome. 
uh, verse 6, let's start at verse 6, Second Chronicles 32, verse 6, says, And he set captains of, of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city. And watch this, guys. And, and he spake comfortably to them. <laughs> and so in other words, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't concerned. He wasn't worried. He, he wasn't worried. He wasn't saying, oh my God, guys, we're, we're up against a pretty uh, big challenge here. This, this Assyrian army is coming against us and uh, it might get a little rough. That's not what he said. He spake comfortably to them, saying, verse 7, he said, be strong and courageous, glory to God. That's what God is saying to you. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him, for there be more with us than with him. There be more with us than with him. Look at verse 8. He says, With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Glory to God. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Look at what their response was. They heard that word and they rested. You see, there's that resting in the finished works. There's that resting in the Lord. It comes out of a place of confidence. Confidence in God, you see. But what I want you to notice here in verse 8, he says about the Assyrians, the king of Assyria, he says, with him is an arm of flesh. I want you to take note of that expression, arm of flesh. You see, trusting in human strength, ingenuity, or effort is what the Bible calls the arm of flesh. The arm of flesh is natural forces, natural uh, human forces, strength, effort. And he says, with him is an arm of flesh, but with us, glory to God, is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. God wants to fight your battles for you. Glory to God. You see, the moment you rest in him, that's when God goes to work. You see, God, while you're trying to figure things out on your own, it's like while you're working, God is resting. <laughs> Glory to God. But the moment you rest in Him, He goes to work. Now, he's, he's going to work. What is He doing? He's not going to work to provide the solution. No, Him going to work is the Holy Spirit now working on your behalf to bring into manifestation the finished works of Jesus Christ. You see, your healing is a finished work. Once you rest in the fact that it's a finished work, glory to God, Holy Spirit goes to work. And what He's going to do is He's going to bring your healing into manifestation. Your prosperity is already a finished work. Once you rest in the fact that you're already prosperous, what happens is, glory to God, Holy Spirit goes to work and He will bring that into manifestation. And so now you waiting for Him is you saying, Lord, show me what to do. Lord, guide my steps. Lord, orchestrate my activity. Lord, show me if there's something I can do. And what He will do is He will begin to guide you now into the manifestation of what's already done. Are you guys catching this? And so you rest in Him. You take action as He directs you. But you see, now your action is not you just trying to make stuff happen. No. Remember, I was sharing a while back, works of faith are born out of your faith in Jesus. And so your starting point is the finished works of Jesus. Works of faith are born out of your faith in Jesus. They will be inspired by the Holy Spirit 
that happens when you when you wait for God, when you seek His His will and His direction. Praise God, and they will be motivated by love rather than fear. You see, because you being in a relationship with Him, you having this intimate fellowship with Him, glory to God. Remember, it's you being aware that God loves you. It is you knowing that the reason that you're already healed is because He loves you. Uh, you know that the solution is available, not because of anything you do, not because of anything you could ever do. No, glory to God, it's because God loves you, you see. And so, the more you rest in that, the more your confidence will grow, and now you're no longer putting your trust in the arm of flesh. In other words, what you can accomplish through human means alone. No, your confidence is in the Lord, you see. God wants us to put our trust in Him alone, not in the arm of flesh. Look at uh, 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 13 through 18. Glory be to God. Second Kings chapter 6, verses 13 and eight, uh, through 18. I want to show you something that happened here with Elisha, the prophet Elisha and his, uh, his servant Jehazi. It was a similar situation than what we just saw here in Second Chronicles. They were up against uh, tremendous forces. And, and, and guys, as, as, as you will see, what happens is they were up against these, these, these enemy forces were coming against them. And in the natural, it was only Elisha and his, and his servant. And I just want you to see this, guys. I, I want you to really, I want you to really understand. As we bring to, a, to an end everything we've been sharing over these past few weeks about you trusting in God, you cultivating your heart knowledge of God, I want you to understand how First of all, how real the spiritual realm is. You see, no matter where you're at right now, uh, what you see with your physical senses is not everything that's there. <laughs> yeah, they, I want you to understand that, that where you are, where I, where I am, there's angels with you right now. There's angels in this room right now. You see, there's angels everywhere. There's also demons everywhere. There's a lot of stuff going on in the unseen realm. And I want you to understand, I just want you to understand the the folly, thank you, Lord, of, of just trusting in what you can see with your physical senses. And I want you to see what happened here with Elisha. Look at this here, Second uh, Kings chapter 6, starting in verse 13. So they were looking for Elisha. They, they, were, they were after him, and, and uh, verse 13, and he said, go and spy where he is, uh, where, where Elisha is, that I may send and fetch him. And, and it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Verse 14, Therefore sent he hither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night, and they compassed the city about. So the enemy forces were surrounding them. Now I want you to notice this, verse 15. Verse 15 says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, Behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and with chariots. And his servant said unto him, unto Elisha, so his servant saw these enemy forces. They saw, guys, I want you to picture this in your mind. They were surrounded by enemy forces. 
Maybe you feel right now that you're surrounded by enemy forces. You're, you, 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 you're surrounded by debt. You're, you're, you're surrounded by a health challenge. You're, you're surrounded, uh, glory to God. You're surrounded with stuff that is, that is trying to weigh you down. You see, what I'm here to tell you is uh, don't fear. Uh, don't be dismayed. Uh, put your trust in your unseen partner is what I'm saying. Look what happened here. It came to Elisha, he said, they're surrounding us. He said, alas, my master, uh, how shall we do? What shall we do? Verse 16, look at Elisha's response. Verse 16 says, and he answered, fear not, <laughs> fear not. <laughs> Guys, I want you to catch a picture of this. Enemy forces all around them, surrounding them. It's the two of them by themselves. They're uh, up against these enemy forces. And his response is, fear not. You see, when you hear from God, when you get that word from God, oftentimes that word from God will be a word that will not make sense to your natural mind. You see, it doesn't make sense to the natural carnal mind when you're up against such a challenge to not fear. It does not make sense to the natural mind when you get that diagnosis from the doctor uh, to not fear, you see. But Elisha said, fear not. Well, why? Look what he says. And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, guys, that's a, that's a peculiar response because uh, it, it, it's two of them. And I, I got to admit, when I, when I was in school, math was never my strong suit. <laughs> I was never too good at math, uh, praise God. I, I just... Yeah, it was just a whole lot of numbers and all of that. But um, let me see, two, so two, two of them, Elisha and, and his servant, and a whole army surrounding the city. Okay, well, seems to me that there's more of them than there is of, of, of us here. Uh, but Elisha says something very interesting. He says, he says, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. How can that be? Watch verse 17. And guys, get a hold of this. Get a hold of this. Verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. He was not talking about his physical eyes. Obviously, he, the servant went and his physical eyes were open when he saw that these enemies were surrounding the city. He saw that, so his eyes were opened. He's not talking about his physical eyes, he's talking about his spiritual eyes. And your spiritual eye is your heart, heart knowledge, seeing with the heart, seeing with your spiritual eye. That's what he says here. He says, he prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And watch this. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Elisha was surrounded with horses and chariots of fire. You see, he couldn't see that with his natural eyes. Glory be to God. He had to see into the spiritual realm to see what was really going on there. And so in the natural, they were outnumbered. Yet in, in the spiritual there were horses and chariots of fire that were backing Elisha and his servant. Spiritual forces, spiritual powers 
your unseen partner, the Holy Spirit, angels that are right now, thank you, Lord, Yes, Lord, angels right now that are ministering on your behalf. Now, most people will say, well, Alex, that's just not real because I can't see it with my physical senses. Well, friend, I'm going to challenge that right now, and I'm going to tell you that the truth is that the spiritual world is more real than the natural world. Now, I'm not saying that this natural world is not real. It is real, uh, but I want you to understand that the spiritual realm is is more real than the natural world. You see, the Bible says that things that are seen were not made from things which do appear, and so the spiritual world is the parent realm of the natural realm. Everything you see in the natural came out of the spiritual, and so the spiritual is is the, the causative realm, you see, and so the spiritual realm is more real. Thank you, Lord. You see, spiritual spiritual substance. How many know that the Bible says that faith is, is the substance of things hoped for? Amen. It's, it's, it's the evidence of things not seen. Amen. It's, it's, that's, that's Hebrews 11.1. 1. Well, well, that the faith being the substance is, is spiritual substance. You see, there's this natural physical substance that's matter, that's this, this book or, or this table, uh, the, the, the chair I'm sitting on. It's, 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 that those are natural uh, 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 that's natural substance, material substance. You see, there's also spiritual substance. I want you to understand, guys. This may be a challenge for some of you, but stick with me, guys. And look at what the scripture says here about Elisha. I want you to understand, because Elisha said, yeah, we might be outnumbered in the natural, but, but praise God, these spiritual forces that are with us are far more powerful, far more greater than these natural forces. And so spiritual substance is more powerful than natural substance. You see, natural substance is really not all that powerful. Everything in this natural world is actually frail. You can take a strong kind of substance, man. If you expose that thing to some to a powerful enough blast, it's gonna destroy that that substance. It's gonna it's gonna come down, you see. I want you to understand spiritual substance is indestructible. You see, that's why nothing can ever happen to your spirit. Your spirit is eternal. Even a person who's not born again, your, your spirit is eternal. Now, now, if a person is not born again, they have a dead spirit. And so that means if they pass over out of this realm uh, and, and they're not saved, you don't have this relationship with God, you're not in Him, well, then your spirit is still going to continue to live forever. It's just going to live in the place you don't want to go to. You see, but one way or another, the spirit is eternal. If you're born again, your, your eternal recreated spirit is eternally with God, you see. And so your spirit is eternal. Spiritual forces are more powerful uh, than natural forces. Now watch verse 18. I love this. This is awesome. Verse 18 says, And when they, when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, now, now, these enemy forces were approaching them, and he said, smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And it goes on to say, of course, how, how Elisha uh, and, and, and his, his servant, how they overcame these enemies, how, how, they def how these enemies were defeated. But what I want you to notice is, how were they defeated? They were, they were hit, they were struck with blindness. He had them struck with blindness. I think it's interesting that he said, open the eyes of my servant so he may see. 
and, and strike them with blindness. Well, could it be, friends, that they were blind because they were blind to the spiritual realm? Could it be that they were blind because they only trusted in their natural uh, forces, in their natural strength, whereas Elisha, glory to God, trusted in the unseen, and he saw in the Spirit, and he saw in the Spirit that he already had the victory, you see. So what I want to challenge you with today is put your trust in your unseen partner. You're not denying what's going on in the natural. Catch me, guys. I'm not saying it's not this extreme thing where you say, whoa, you know, what I see here in the natural is not real. No, it's real. But you see, the spiritual is more real, more powerful than the natural. And glory to God in the spirit of you are born again. You got the almighty God on your side. Glory to God if you're born again. He's not only with you, he is in you. And so truly, guys, he who is in you is so more powerful, uh, greatly more powerful than he who is in the world. Are you guys catching this? Is this helping someone? Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Everybody say, the greater one is in me. Say, the greater one lives in me. Glory to God. He's in you. He's in you. Man. Let's look at one more thing here. Uh, Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. Isaiah 64, verse 4. And let's look at it in the uh, New Living Translation and then in the Amplified Bible. And we are ready to bring this to a close. Isaiah 64, verse 4. And so I challenge you, man, whatever's going on in your life, wait for God. Seek His will, His counsel, His direction before you pursue any effort on your part. And then trust, rest, that He, your unseen partner, is greater than anything that comes against you. Now watch what he says here in Isaiah 64, 4, what happens for those who put this to practice, for those who wait for him. He says in verse 4 in the New Living Translation, Isaiah 64, 4, for since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you. Glory to God. Watch this who works for those who wait for him, who works for those who wait for him. How many of you could use God working for you? <laughs> you see, how do you get God to work for you? Again, people sometimes think, well, it's by me performing. It's, 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 it's making sure I keep all of the rules. Oh, I like God helps those who help themselves. No, 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 that's all wrong. Uh, that's not scripture. That was Benjamin Franklin. No, uh, God works for you, he says. He says here, when you wait for him, when you wait for him, you see. And so we get off of this performance-based mindset. Religion has us all up in our performance. It's like, well, Alex, no, I, I gotta work. I gotta, I gotta work for God. Well, friend, hold on, you see. I'm gonna say something that's maybe radical for you, but God's not interested in what you can do for him. <laughs> you see, uh, God wants to work for you, you see. And when he works for you, that means what he can do is he can begin to work through you, you see. So it's not about what you can do for God. It's you having confidence, man, in what he has already done for you. Remember, the law was demand, demand, demand. What you got to do, grace is supply, supply, supply. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.